0: You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you
1: take that total voice with me, young lady. love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since first grade, now dads reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own
0: kids. I'm Eddie Ferguson. And I'm JB Wagner. And on today's episode, we double check our keychains to make sure no one mistakes us for poachers as we review Mighty Joe Young. But first, Eddie, how's the family doing? We're doing
1: good. We're doing good. I, I do have a question for you. Oh, uh, shoot. You, you know how you you begin to see idiosyncrasies of yourself in oh, your no. children. Oh, no. Have you ever seen idiosyncrasies of your siblings Ooh. begin to appear in your children
0: it, feel, it feels a little bit uh, like uh, your you and your sister martha's experience with joel who looked oh a like you. this
1: this is true and has some some uh, not as outgoing yes, as de- you but not as outgoing but definitely like has a few of player. my and my weird little idiosyncrasies for sure and I mean, for me, it's a little more, I guess, pronounced because I just have one sibling. You have three. Yeah. Um, but we're beginning to see in Ellie a lot of my sister. And in particular, um, her lack of volume control. <laughs> we always joke that Martha just always is, you know, but we've had uh, as of late, just several little run ins with with Ellie where she's just talking. We have no idea what she's talking about because, you know, she's not even two yet, but she's talking and it's just loud and louder and louder. And uh, the other day we, I dropped Sarah off at school and I decided, you know, I'm just gonna take the kids for a little bit of a drive, drive through the valleys, it's just gonna be really nice. Asa's trying to fall asleep and I'm trying to tell the two older kids, like, be quiet and the whole time Ellie is Asa Asa That's a good interpretation
0: yeah. of uh, Martha I appreciate that
1: My sister is lovely and doesn't sound like that but she is very loud when she's talking That's, that, that is the similarity that we, we begin to see there but it's, uh, it's quite humorous Is that
0: Nancy coming through?
1: I don't know No, I don't know but uh Ellie is certainly taking her position as the as the only girl and yep uh and and I'm not saying that from a volume standpoint I'm saying that more from a mothering standpoint like oh yeah she's always having to mother both asa and Lewis keep an eye on them and it's quite adorable and cute because uh, she knows how to get what she wants and get away with it and the boys do not. They're
0: oblivious. (laughs) Um,
1: And so she's really good at like pointing it out to them, you know, what's coming down, but I don't know. It's just been, it's been a fun few weeks of seeing her just fully step into herself and Coming into it, I, I hear with girls, terrible twos is true. With boys, it's more terrible threes. So it's like we're just getting out of the terrible threes with Lewis. Yeah. Just in time to get into the terrible twos with Ellie. So, yay.
0: My daughter, for sure, has entered a new stage Yet two years old. Just became a lot more independent, a lot more wanting her things, her way. When we started giving her a choice of eating food. She is not very selective and stuff like that. And even earlier, I would say than my son did. So I would kind of agree that the threes came a little bit harder for my son while the twos are, are a little bit that. But even looking at my son, there are some times where, because uh, he has more of a fiery temper, and there are some moments that take me flashback to my days growing up with my brother, Caleb, that there were some like, this kind of feels like that right now. Someone <laughs> losing <laughs> themselves and, and going into a frenzy and okay. The carousel is the care. We call it the carousel of sadness. It's like, can't get them <laughs> off. They're just like throwing a fit in the room. it's like, okay, you can do this for a while. And then we'll come in when it's all quiet and kind of talk to you like normal human being. Uh, so I feel, I feel you on that of like seeing family members kind of represented in your children. I, I agree as well.
1: Yeah, Ellie feels uh, guilty whenever she does something wrong, and she will go put herself in timeout. Like Ooh. we don't have to tell her. Oh, interesting. Like she, so we'll be like, "No, Ellie, don't do that," and she'll just put her head down and mm-hmm. walk over to the timeout corner, uh, which is also very much my sister, just like deeply feeling, you know, the those emotions of guilt.
0: That's funny. So
1: yeah, it's it's um. It's interesting. I have an an ever changing experience.
0: I think we might have talked about this, but my daughter's go-to move is the Disney princess move, where she kind of throws herself. She like gets really sad and then throws herself on the ground and then starts crying. Yes, exactly. I know this is an audio medium. You're listening to this on our mm-hmm. listeners. But throwing her hands on, on her face and like, and like throwing herself on the ground like Cinderella does when she finds out that yes. she can't go to the ball or whatever. It's yes. I feel like it's been that since the earliest time she could make that decision, like one years old, maybe young, maybe even younger than that, um, which is not any family member specifically in my, in my family that has ever done that. But it's just funny as I'm thinking about temper tantrums and terrible twos and terrible threes and all that kind of stuff.
1: I hear the days are long, but the years are short.
0: And speaking of long days and long nights, there's something dropping. As you are listening to this Wednesday morning, Moon Knight is is coming to Disney Plus, the limited six episode series. It's coming to Disney Plus. I personally don't know, had no context before they released, hey, we're doing a new Moon Knight series. I was like, we're doing a what? Who's Moon Knight? Who's Moon Knight? What is going on here? What should I be prepared for? This is the next latest um, Marvel series starring uh, Ethan Hawken, especially sorry, I just, uh, Oscar Isaac as well. Mm-hmm. And I love Oscar Isaac. I think he's incredible. Me and too. And so that, I think, heightens my interest in this film. Because we've had some series where, like, Loki aside, because I think we all love Tom Hiddleston, but even some of the... Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, those actors didn't necessarily draw me into really wanting to be engaged with it. I'm I'm all in for Oscar Isaac in this moment, but I still don't quite understand. Can you give us a little bit of a glimpse of what we're going to be expecting in this setting?
1: So the way I understand it, and a quick read of Wikipedia, <laughs> um, he is a mercenary who has a disassociative identity disorder. So... Ooh think a little bit of a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde type of story that's okay. going on. And so he has this uh, two sides of himself, the Mark Spectre, and then Moon Knight, um, which I'm, yeah, I think you're spot on with um, the thing I'm most looking forward to is Oscar Isaac's performance in this. You throw some type of difficult acting challenge out there, like a disassociative identity so- disorder. He's seeing
0: himself in the mirror and he's got different accents, whether he's in the mirror or yeah, out of the mirror.
1: Yeah, so you're like, okay, he's an actor who can like, this is a role he can really sink his teeth into and and have some fun with. So yeah, I I, I guess I'm now going into this like I have now with all of them. Marvel has just continually shown me like, even if I have no idea what this is, whether or not I'm probably going to really enjoy it and be surprised by so much of it, right? Yeah, uh, they just kicked things off so well with WandaVision um, that now I'm I'm intrigued.
0: And we haven't and, ha- this- and we haven't had anything for Marvel like last year at this time. We'd already well, we broken into the second series by this by this point into Falcon Winter Soldier. This is our first taste of new Marvel content this year.
1: Yes, um, and the first one since, since Loki? Have we had anything? Uh, what if, maybe?
0: If you want to count that, which you kind of can count it because there's some little, little, little hints here and there that it, uh, some of the things from that series actually are purposeful yeah, in the uh, Multiverse of Madness.
1: Yes, yeah, so they put Moon Knight down as action-adventure, psychological horror Ooh. superhero. Um, which we've talked about it here. One of the things that I really love that Marvel always does is picks a distinct genre for whatever character and storylines they're telling. So this whole kind of psychological horror we've not seen yet. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with it, Um, how dark they go with it. Right. That seems uh, this is Disney plus, but they're starting to kind of push the envelope of Disney plus Disney plus a little bit more so
0: yeah they just brought over the Netflix series uh Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Iron Fist and other things like that which were a lot heavier a lot more bloody a lot more adult in nature uh so I'm it seems like they are recognizing that they need to be offering a little bit more of that instead of just shoving all of that to Hulu
1: right it's almost like they're beginning to see the demise of Hulu on the horizon and they want to just consolidate. I don't know.
0: Which is kind of happening all across the industry. We got Peacock is going to be merging in with HBO Max here soon. Uh, oh, once that I didn't merger. know that. Oh, you didn't know about this? Yeah. Uh, Peacock no. and no. Is it Peacock? Sorry. I spoke too soon. It wasn't Peacock. It's Discovery+. Plus. Discovery Plus and HBO Max are coming together. That uh,
1: makes more sense. Because
0: mm-hmm, you've got two completely different demographics here of Discovery right. people. You got the Magnolia people, the um, DIY franchises, all of those. Sure. Uh, House Hunters, all that kind of stuff. And then being merged in with HBO Max. Uh, that should be... I love I think that you
1: highlighted up. House Hunters.
0: <laughs> it's, it, it was a big part of any time I would watch that network any sure. not, not necessarily discovery but like some of those other brands i know that i probably should have done like american pickers or something like that but.
1: no and i love that i laugh that you bring up house hunters because whenever anybody hears that we live in costa rica they're always like oh, yes i see that i see costa rica all the time on house hunters international oh. you know and i'm always like yeah we don't live in the that area
0: like, yeah
1: oh you know where they went and, I have an idea, and I can tell you we're not living in those areas.
0: Nowhere near that.
1: Nowhere near that. No.
0: That's funny. That's funny how often you get people (laughs) bringing that up, and that's the first thing. A
1: lot. That's like, oh, yeah, I've seen that on House Hunters International. Are you going to live? You know, it's like, no, we're not living in those areas. So Moon Knight drops. And then uh, the other thing I'm the other reason I'm really excited about Moon Knight is because it'll mean we are one step closer to Obi-Wan Kenobi.
0: Yeah. May 25th. That's going to yes. be awesome. I'm super excited about that. And we have something else new to to talk about and to watch in preparation for it. And when does uh right. when does um Multiverse of Madness Doctor Strange come out?
1: May. I was just looking. So this that's kind up. of in
0: between as well.
1: Yes, that it is the beginning of May. Um,
0: Kicks off our because, summer movie watching.
1: Uh, uh, news dropped. I think this past week that the Avatar Two trailer will be with uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of
0: Madness. That's awesome because that's going to be yeah. this 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 Christmas time. It's actually a, uh, currently it's it's actually supposed to come coming. out. The same time as Shazam too, which is unfortunate for Shazam, because <laughs> if Avatar does anything like it, the first edition does. It, it's gonna, it just it's gonna has steal to
1: do half of what the first one did, and it'll destroy.
0: It. Sorry, Shazam. Maybe even a quarter. Shazam, the first one still is one of my favorite DC films. It was actually funny and and enjoyable um, compared to a lot of the DC films that are out there.
1: Yeah, that's not too high of a bar to clear though.
0: But. <laughs> any any last word, other words you want to talk about uh, to prepare people's hearts and minds for Moon Night? Other than hopefully you hearts were going to go. And at, minds. Hearts and minds. Winning the hearts and minds uh, on this podcast, Eddie, on Honey, We Made uh, a Disney Podcast.
1: No, I just have a feeling uh, in, next, in our episode next week, we'll just kind of have uh, first reactions. First to reactions, and- yep.
0: That'll be next week on this podcast. But this week, we're continuing our march from 1988 to 2005. All of the Disney movies that came out, major releases uh, in theaters. And so uh, this week, uh, we are bringing back the gorilla outfit, the gorilla suit for this one. As we talk about Mighty Joe Young. Cue the Disney sound effect. Eddie, I want to emotionally prepare your heart and mind for this IMDB description, because this might be this might be on the wall of like one of the worst descriptions, or the lengthiest well, description. Well, right
1: right off the bat, I do have to note and prepare everyone listening that this description chose to Interject all of the actors' names. We've I not feel like had this was this contractual.
0: Before. This had to be, have been contractual. Like we are in the log line on IMDb because I've, I've never yes. seen this before or a very yes. few times. But anyway, so we're going to have to mostly prepare for just reading this. In fact, I had to click the little read more button for the log line. <laughs> and it took me to another place, which I found there are other people who have also submitted log lines, which makes me think maybe these aren't submitted by the actual makers and are submitted by common folk like you and me but well i can't we might need to look into that but
1: common folk wow
0: common folk like you and me uh just everyday people like that was something bell sang about but whatever uh <laughs> or poor unfortunate souls i don't know which one so imdb description for mighty joe young a legendary 15 foot tall mountain gorilla named joe is taken to an animal sanctuary in california by a zoologist, Greg O'Hara, a.k.a. Bill Paxton, and Jill Young, played by Charlize Theron, with whom he grew up. Poacher Strasser, also known as Raid, I'm not even going to try to say his last name, Serby, I'm just going to call him Serby, Returns from the past to sink vengeance on Joe. Do you need a cup
1: of water? I, I have one right? actually
0: right here. If you yeah, want to kick us you off should... while I rehydrate.
1: Well, if that's the longest, the Disney Plus tagline was taken to Hollywood to hide. A mighty
0: gorilla is chased by a hunter. That's way better. Uh,
1: But listen, (laughs) it sucks, but it's way better. Taken to Hollywood to hide. A mighty gorilla is chased by a hunter. I don't know if they
0: took him to Hollywood. Did they actually take him to Hollywood? I don't think they did.
1: Yes, but to the rest of the world, like anything Southern California is Hollywood, right? Just like, oh, you're down there. That's close to Hollywood. We'll just say it's Hollywood.
0: It's more like you're in California, so you can be in San Francisco and 15 minutes later be in San Diego. It doesn't really matter
1: right little do people realize california is the massive. third largest state in the united states
0: it's massive and a massive place for growing a lot of america's produce as well the bread one of the bread baskets of america or, or to
1: hide a legendary 15 foot tall mountain gorilla
0: it is a good place it is good hollywood not so much but the breadbasket of america then yes eddie what uh did you have any nostalgia for this film when we saw on the list we are now going to get finally to Mighty Joe Young?
1: Um, I do remember seeing this. Um, and I like this is another one of those movies like I distinctly remember having kind of a family movie night around um and enjoying the adventure with my family. However, this would not a uh, I I can't remember watching this multiple times. This this had to have been my second at most third time ever watching this movie. Okay. In pre- in preparation for, for our episode. How about yourself?
0: Never Did watched you it. Did you see
1: this before this was your first time ever watching this?
0: First time, first time only time watching this film and this amazing gorilla suit. Is this the third movie we've had a gorilla suit? Because we had Tarzan also had or no no george of the jungle my bad
1: george of the jungle had gorilla suits uh shipwreck shipwreck that's the best um, one so far by far the best one and by best um, we mean worst and this one had the worst by which we mean the best
0: it's incredible the amount of i just want to know who's green lighting films where the main character has to be in a fake gorilla suit I just want to know who's that who is who keeps doing this to us Eddie?
1: Well, I think what made this one really hard is from the very beginning you have these moments with little Joe, yeah. you know, as a gorilla that is clearly in a gorilla suit. But then you cut to shots of actual real gorillas. Doesn't work. And and it doesn't work. It, it is just, just so glaringly obvious. And I think if you hadn't had those cutovers, maybe we could believe it a little bit more. I don't know. Um, then, yeah, you just I have to applaud them, though. Like there, there's some cool force perspective work here. I mean, there's some pretty legit uh, practical effects going on to to accomplish the, the scale of Joe. Um, that, that's pretty cool. Um, I would have been it, more amazed
0: by that if there wasn't also the gorilla suit. Like I just, I, 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 oh, I couldn't appreciate the force perspective and actually making it a physical thing to where he. So they should have just filmed massive. the
1: whole thing with a real gorilla, and just.
0: No, they just shouldn't have greenlit this movie. <laughs> there should not have been a Mighty Joe Young film. There's well, been some other... Well, this, is a, yeah.
1: this is a remake, right? Like This comes out of... I think the original was the 40s, early 40s. Oh.
0: That'd be very interesting to find out if they used... I'm assuming they would have used a gorilla suit. 49.
1: 1949 was the original. It
0: now, might now have we'll, been
1: in a gorilla or it might have been stop motion like the yeah. um, Kong one was. Now, I
0: will say, Disney is on a roll here of using real animals, trained animals that I didn't think could be trained, like vultures and prairie dogs that these felt and looked like real animals right. in the scenes. And we've seen some of that, uh, some other films as well early on in what we're making, but I don't know why they just don't even want to come close to gorillas. And that's probably good because I think gorillas would probably rip someone's arm off if, and probably aren't right. the, aren't the greatest actors in the world. There's a little bit of a bias not as much as bias against uh, wolves which wolves. don't 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 attack people but <laughs> anyways uh, so we have some pretty big people pretty big names in this film we got Bill Paxton mm-hmm. and Charlize Theron and our friend Naveen Andrew Saeed from Lost yes how excited were you to reunite with Saeed
1: um, I may have kind of like yelled out loud <gasps> when he first came on the screen of just Saeed like, oh, it's Saeed
0: Did you remember his name or did you have to look it up like I did? I couldn't remember his name.
1: It took me a moment, but it it did come to me. Um, I think I was more held up on the fact of like, wait, he's Middle Eastern. He's not African. Why is he here doing this? That's true. But at the same time, you also had the poacher Strasser. Yeah. Who
0: is... Russian or German, German, Russian,
1: Russian. something. Let's just say European for sure. And you're like, okay, just, he's the bad guy. So he needs to be, you know, something like that. But I don't know. That was um, just very odd to me.
0: It was interesting. He's the,
1: the actor is Yugoslavian.
0: So you were right. European somewhere in there, Western or uh, Eastern European
1: and he's a great actor, like he's in Harry Potter, he's in Mission Impossible, he's in Snatch, like he's done really great stuff. Um, but it's just, uh, it just seemed odd for uh, both of them. I don't know, just seemed a little odd place.
0: Yeah, so we have this opening scene and the whole attack scene in the woods, the the fact that they they throw the baby gorilla <laughs> Just like like a prop, like just throwing it to, to be the like the jumping motion when he like gets on him and then he bites his finger off. Like it looks like a PA on set just literally chucked this the an empty suit with me, maybe with some rice bags in it or something. Mm-hmm. It was the most lifeless jumping motion I've ever seen, it, and it, it was almost like they were throwing a backpack on on her to some degree. It was weird.
1: Well, what. E- <laughs> It is the, it's it's supposed to set up the drama. It's supposed to set up the conflict for the rest of the movie, right? But it is so expositionally heavy and yep. laborious. It just takes so long. It, it can't get out of its own way. And then it's done rather cheesy. And so it's just kind of a double whammy there where you're going yeah, you're 15 minutes in and I already don't care about your story. Yeah. Um, And you're supposed to make me care about your story with this little moment where they both become orphans in the same night and this is what's going to bond them together for the rest of the story. It just feels weird from that moment until the very end, right? Like there's still, there's that moment at the very end where, Charlize is laying in the in the gorilla's arms, thinking he's dead, and you're just like, "This is odd. This is weird."
0: You mean you weren't, uh, crying yourself at, at home while the flower petals are smacking her in the face at the uh, at the funeral with just like one after another after another after it was there like was a rainstorm. So of many petals. Flower petals. So many.
1: All, all I could think of was this isn't realistic and I want to see the camera just tilt to the end and see the PA just like chucking flower petals into a fan. I just wanted to see that like more flowers come I can't throw them any faster.
0: We're basically saying right now that the PA is the unsung hero. Unsung hero. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He
1: definitely didn't get paid enough for this. Oh
0: goodness. The, (sighs) the There's it was so we try to normally do uh, some sort of an ending line that we kind of like leave out on on this. And what's funny is we'll we'll save that one to the end, but. I, there really wasn't that many even good lines in this film. Uh, when I was trying to take notes on it, uh, there was the one of them was just when Charlie's gets very very mad. It's like poaching's illegal. Get <laughs> off this mountain, and then it's pause and it's just like murderer, like golem. He's like murderer, and it was just like this, they they can't even be funny. Bad in this film, it's no. just mostly bad.
1: Uh, honestly, I, um, totally got lost and I usually am keeping like a note of some memorable lines or anything that I could find funny. And this one, I got to the end and realized I hadn't written any of them down. So I decided to hop on the good old internet, which always has the best the quotes from every movie, right? For this movie. All oh, the sites that I could find only had two quotes for
0: each of them. That's funny.
1: The one you have for for our ending. And then the one that I do remember that was really funny was when she gets to Ho- L.A., Hollywood, wherever they are, and says, you know, how do you know where you're going? Everything looks the same here. And he does the whole oceans that way, mountains this way, Mexico's that way, Canada's that way.
0: <laughs> I was like, eh, it's like somewhat it does help. Line. It does help having having it the mountain help. range and the ocean on side, like parallel to each other, does yeah. help. I will I will say that um, that, that is true. Um, can we talk about the cheetah blood? <laughs> I tried to keep my I tried to keep my composure. Tra- saying this, it's such the most random <laughs> thing, and it kind of makes you like wonder. Bill Paxton, do you are you actually a good guy in this? Are you not a good guy? Like. He's he's capturing a cheetah to get the cheetah blood, and so, then he's like it's release funny. it. Like it's not going to come directly out and kill all of them. Seriously, you,
1: it's funny that you bring that up because I let Lewis watch the beginning of this with me, and he he all anytime we sit down and watch a movie, like his the whole time he he wants to know who the bad guy is. He needs yeah. to know who the bad guy is, right? And it took a lot of convincing to convince him that Bill Paxton wasn't the bad guy. I
0: know, right? It was weird. For the
1: first 30 minutes, every time he came on the screen, Lewis would go, ooh, he's the bad guy. And I'm like, no, no, he's not the bad guy. He's not a bad guy. Then he'd come on the screen again, is he the bad guy? But the way he delivers the lines in that scene, they're really creepy, right? Where he gets it and then he's got the the pole Mm -hmm. with the, the syringe and he's got kind of a crazy look in his eye. Can you and remind me
0: what it was about? Like, why did he need the cheater this blood? This is
1: all I need. Right? I thought he was going to use well, it
0: to like lure I in. Think he's, Mighty I think Joe. he's doing
1: research, right? Where he's just like, okay, I need a blood sample so that I can understand this animal. Um, which I think more or less is trying to just set up that that's all he was. That's all he was trying to do for Joe. He's trying to get close enough to take a
0: blood sample.
1: And he even has that weird line where he's like, and I'm going to have to get really close if you know what I mean.
0: And you're like- No, we don't actually. You're, what? You're this, a weirdo, please stop.
1: Why, why do we need a blood sample? Just take a picture and be like, yep, there's a big gorilla.
0: I do love how immediately after he sees the gorilla, then he gets knocked out, they take him to the, the um, hospital. And then immediately the guy's like, you didn't see anything here. There was no giant gorilla. That's crazy talk. It was like no. He literally saw him himself in front of him. This wasn't like a, I thought I saw something in the trees moment. Like I don't yeah, know like why that had would ever run work
1: through an open field. And multiple other people had seen
0: this. It's some of that stuff that it was just uh, so annoying to me. So annoying.
1: Yes, and, and I think the whole premise. Let's just. Let's just pick apart the whole premise here for a second, can we? I'm ready. Um it it doesn't make sense. <laughs> like just to put it bluntly, I don't understand like why she feels the need to go to to save Joe or whatever. To pull him out it's of his not, habitat, yeah. Because the, the 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 big bad guy, the poacher guy uh poacher strasser um he's not even going after joe at this moment right yeah. he he has the opportunity to go after him and he dismisses it like it's a joke and so just because it's just there low was level
0: poachers d- that's about low it.
1: level poachers who they themselves don't even know that there's a, the big giant gorilla out there yet and she's just like oh he's not safe okay i'll trust this f- this random white guy who who happened into town.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. It it left, there's a big gap in the logic. There's
1: just not a compelling reason, right? Then what further frustrates me is how does the movie end? With them going right back to where he was and they're like, well, we put up a sign now that says that this is a wildlife preserve. So that's going to keep him safe because we put up a sign. You're like really yeah what did I what think, was
0: actually accomplished other than going right back to the beginning
1: right back to the beginning and it's still a well practiced thing here it, you know today that poachers go into national preserves and everything and still still poach so but there's a like sign these...
0: now that sign has an invisible force field like we're playing with like we're kids and, again
1: an acute and kid gave him some money to do that yeah. The sign could have been a little more Jurassic Park-esque. That know? would have been it's better, like, yeah. Whoever the production designer was on this, you want to be like, seriously? You could have gotten a little bit of a, a boost if you would have you know, made it look a little bit like uh, uh, Jurassic Park.
0: So the ending. Something confused me. Maybe I just... Because near the end, I just started fast-forwarding. I was just like, I'm done. The whole amusement park thing, I'm done. I'm over it. I know that was supposed to be a big climactic moment. I'm just like, he gets saved, right? Oh, he's still breathing? Okay, and I just kept fast-forwarding. So at the end, Charlie... We,
1: can we pause right there? Can I just make a confession? Yeah. I forgot that he didn't die. I thought he died. You thought he died. And I got to say, I, I really wish he would have died.
0: That would have been a more dramatic ending.
1: That would have been a much better ending. Like, it would have... Much- Felt more like he gave his life saving this little kid that he had put in danger by running into the middle of a theme park. Would
0: that have given him an, a half a half a fruit snack rating right there if there was a a little a, a little, little bit stronger above. ending? No, but the so correct me if I'm wrong. Ninety five percent of this film, there is no voiceover in this film, and then the last five yes! percent has Charlize their own doing a voiceover
1: and. I've been meaning to write you a letter to and, who? And then it, who is she to talking? who? Who is she, she talking She says somebody and I'm like I don't, I don't even mom? know who she's I still don't know who she's voicing over this letter to. I felt I felt the exact same way as soon as her voice came over. I'm like, "Wait, what's going on?" Oh, who, who who is she talking to what is she talking about no, Why are we doing I, no idea
0: if someone can answer me uh esther uh, i know you were one of our biggest fans uh my wife's uh mother-in-law <laughs> please uh text me when you hear this to tell me if you know what who she was calling or who she was writing to because i still have no idea but shout out to esther for being a big fan big fan of the program
1: big fan big fan i i don't know and I think that just shows the uh, the inconsistency of the movie all the way throughout. There's just several little things like that that I I just felt.
0: Do we need to address the opener of this podcast and the keys? The keys (laughs) actually weren't bad, although they were really gaudy. And there was a lot of them. I want to know what all those keys were supposed to be for.
1: Yeah. It was a good ploy. You it, was know, a good it was a ploy. good ploy. I, I pro- plotted them on that. A dramatic catalyst for the story. It
0: looked intense. Um, like there was voodoo keys or something to people's souls. Yeah.
1: I, I wanted to, I think you're right though. Like I wanted to know like, what was the meaning behind the keys? Like how, why do poachers have them or, or how do they collect them or like, just give me some type of a menacing story behind the keys, but we don't get that. We
0: don't get anything. It was a, it was wasted. It was a moment yeah. wasted.
1: But it could have been. It could have been a really good. Um, l- l- we we've been harping on here. Here's a few of the things that I did enjoy about this movie. Right. Um, I forgot how much I like Regina uh, Regina King. Is that her name? That is in this movie. I, I thought she was a, a, a pleasant um, secondary character along with David Pimer. I liked- It was a low bar.
0: It was a low bar. Just don't be annoying and play your part. So it's not right. like she was winning an award for this.
1: Um, And then I got to say my absolute favorite thing here is what I really enjoyed about this movie is James Horner's score. Um, I- went back and just listened to it on Apple Music just on its own and realized how much uh, how much I, I do enjoy James Horner's scores, but this felt like such a um I don't know, a pure exercise for him that you definitely see it precedes his score for Avatar, which I, I really do enjoy his score for Avatar. He did
0: Avatar. Uh-oh. Interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, he does all of James Cameron's stuff. Gorilla
0: suits to Avatar suits to Avatar
1: suits. And because um, I think he won the Oscar for the score for Titanic, if I if I remember correctly, but I I really enjoyed it, and in fact pulled a couple of numbers and like put it on one of my score playlists that I listen to regularly. So to me, I was like, okay, this was that was the high point. That was like the what i really
0: enjoyed eddie what's the the, what's the 2022 version of this film how would they how would they make this differently today
1: do they make this today
0: well no there is no there is no (laughs) mighty joe young although they could pull it off like they they could take some of the learnings from uh uh whatever the films were uh where the apes take over
1: yeah, you have Planet of the Apes, of that the whole Apes series. Takes over the planet. Really, I should have
0: finished the sentence. Really
1: amazing. And then you've got uh Peter Jackson's King Kong. Yep. Which was all motion capture uh uh King Kong. And and of course that that's how they do it, right? They're going to do motion capture. Um I don't know, somehow Joe uh becomes a superhero.
0: He gets supernatural powers invited uh, in him by a witch in the woods or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Most likely not
0: getting greenlit. Uh, just saying that.
1: This this was the only remake uh, Mighty Joe Young was ever going to get. Um, and I, I, I don't know if you picked up at the very beginning, there was the RKO Pictures.
0: Yeah, I saw title that.
1: Card. Yeah, and I was like, wow, I haven't seen that in front of a, of a movie in a really long time uh, because... If you're not familiar, RKO Pictures was one of, like, the big five studios in Hollywood during kind of your golden era. They produced the Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers movies. They did some Cary Grant. Um, They also arguably produced the biggest movies of all time in, like, It's a Wonderful Life, Citizen Kane, they also were the ones that did the original king kong and mighty joe young and because oh, okay. of life and because of a licensing thing um they got um credit uh, for the remake of this one
0: the more you know right there yeah history
1: but that that was kind of like a oh rko i haven't seen them in a while i wonder why they're on there and while the opening sequence was just boring and non-interesting I was scouring the internet trying to understand why RTO was on there.
0: So the fans want to know, Eddie, what are we going to rate? What fruit snack rating are we going to rate this film? Mm.
1: I think I went first last time.
0: Okay. I was going to give it a little bit something extra because there is some action sequences in this that like at least pique your attention. Mm -hmm. But and normally we give it like an extra half if there's at least something to come back to but that is not this case because that gorilla suit is so bad from the first moment to the very end there is no good storyline in this there's nothing worth watching over again in this film so i'm going to go with a (laughs) solid solid one
1: yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, I'm gonna just give it a one. I had thought about giving it a 1.5 just because I, I do like the score and I'm gonna go back and listen to it a couple more times, but I don't think it's enough to, to really help it. So it's a one for me as well. We're just, I think I gave Shipwrecked, let me look back here. Oh, no. I think I gave, I gave Shipwrecked a 1.5, you gave it a one. And I think one of the reasons why uh, there was a lot more nostalgia for that movie than this one for me, but also there was something about the gorilla suit in Shipwrecked where you and I, we could not stop laughing.
0: We kept on laughing. You should go back and listen to that episode.
1: It was hysterical. It was just so funny. It was so bad. This one was so bad. bad. And not funny. Like there was just. You tried
0: and failed, not tried. And oh, my God, what just happened here?
1: Yeah. Yeah. What's the movie? I think it's on Disney Plus with um, uh, Brian Cranston with the gorilla in the mall.
0: I can't even my my brain can't even function to try to think of what that is.
1: Okay, you will have to edit out this pause while I look for it.
0: Cue the in-between music. Five
1: minutes later. The one and only Ivan. Have you seen the one and only Ivan on Disney Plus? Nope. What? Zero. You haven't seen the one and only Ivan. You, you. It's actually worth you watching. Like, it's actually pretty good.
0: I'm going to hold you to this.
1: I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to change your life or anything. That's what I heard. I heard change your life. But if you want a good... And, like, the kids could watch it. Um... But that, they do CG or real gorilla. There's no gorilla suits in, in the making of that movie. Um, and Sam Rockwell voices Ivan, Angelina Jolie, Danny DeVito, Helen Mirren. Uh, like you wow. just got a ton of really, really amazing. Of, and then Brian Cranston's actually in it. Um, yeah, that was really good. So I, I want to go back. You asked how would they remake this in 2022? They wouldn't, but they did do... The one and only Ivan, which is a far better story than this, but this is a low bar to to cross anyway. It is a low bar. That would be, I think that's what I would give our listeners. I would say, skip Mighty Joe Young, go watch The One and Only Ivan. It's heartwarming, it's cute. Um, It's on
0: Disney. And with that, your life has been forever changed by another episode of Honey, We Made a Disney podcast.
1: Be sure to subscribe to our wonderful little podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, like however you're listening to us now. And while you're there, please give us a five-star review and share it with your best friend.
0: You can also check us out at honeywemade.com. You can see our full movie list as we continue to go through all of Disney's movies from 1988 to 2005, including next week's episode when we will review... My favorite Martian. Thank you for
1: listening, and remember there's only one thing you need to worry about on this mountain, and it's staring straight back at you.